A long time ago, the Earth fell into chaos and four brave explorers went out for a quest in search of secret jewels that would revive their land. They searched high and low for adventure, Whoa. culture, wow. history, Ooh, interesting. and food. Mm. And with each element, their people got happier, healthier, and more relaxed. Now, they bring their stories to you. Join them on their journey as they uncover these secrets buried in the annals of time on Lost and Found. This is a work of fiction. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead or actual event is purely coincidental. You do realize we are talking about actual places, right? Uh, oh. Catch Lost and Found on NUS Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Welcome back to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. You are tuning in to Lost and Found. I'm Ria. I'm Avis. I'm Yunting. And I'm Ishani. And yes, as you said just now, you tune in to Lost and Found, where we discover about hidden gems as well as different places in Singapore, including people. So last week, we were talk- we invited a guest onto a show. And you may, if you had tuned in last week, it will be it's Exploding Belly, where we talk with her about everything and anything, food, her dog, wasabi, as well as hidden gems in Singapore. So today, we are back with another guest on Zoom. If you're into art jamming, you probably have heard of her art when coming studio. And if not, that's okay. We'll get you acquainted with her. So as a safe space for young aspiring artists to explore their creativity, Art Room by Studio Toby helps in cultivating and developing bold ideas to the best of its potential. So let's give a round of applause to Melody. Let's welcome her. Yay. Hey. Thank you so much on the show. Hi Melody, so nice to meet you. Can you give like a little introduction about you uh, about you as well as your studio? Okay, sure. So um, I'm Melody and I recently, earlier this year actually, I started an art studio with my sister. So Toby is our surname and we are like, okay, since it's the two of us, let's just do, let's just call this place like Studio Toby. And um so yeah, the two of us started this venture earlier in March and we started operations in May. And it's been a wild ride like, going through all the phase two, heightened alert, five packs, two packs, unvaccinated, vaccinated. It's been kind of crazy, but um, it's been fun. It's been very fun. Yeah. Right. I understand. Because with all like the heightened restrictions and now the government recently announced that it's going to be until November, is it? Like it's very confusing, like all these restrictions, right? Yeah, so we had like, um, we had our jammers who booked for October, but because of the, like, it's like a group of three people, but because of the restrictions, they had to like reschedule like twice. So they rescheduled to like November, but then like they hit us with the until November 21st, so they have to reschedule again. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's so much rescheduling and so there's a lot of rescheduling and has anything like moved online? As of now, the only thing that is online is our corporate workshops. But aside from that, our day-to-day classes with children, uh, we still have it like physically because it's kind of hard to keep a child's attention uh, digitally like via Zoom or Google Meets. Yeah. So we still do that face-to-face, but we limit it to one student or one household per class. Yeah. Um, understand. 
Okay. All right, I hope I can answer this well enough for provide enough entertainment for all of you. <laughs> it's okay. okay. Yeah, just, just do your best. I'm in good fun. <laughs> okay. Hi, Melody. Nice to meet you. Hi. Uh, so I'll be starting with the, uh, this or that. So I'm just going to uh, give you like options, two or three options, and then you just have to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind uh, between those two options. Okay, so... Uh, let's begin. Okay, tea or coffee? Coffee, for sure. <laughs> I, okay, that's interesting. I don't like tea or coffee. But huh? No one drink water? Uh, yeah, yeah. Water, Milo, hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Christmas or Chinese New Year? Chinese New Year got money. <laughs> okay, I mean, I understand that. Definitely. Okay, drawing or painting? Painting. That's really cool because my my mom she paints as well and uh I don't know the art genes were not passed on to me because I'm very <laughs> bad at it but I I've seen like painting is quite cathartic and fun I've seen so yeah I can understand why you enjoy it okay then uh Monet or Van Gogh Monet Monet yeah okay. I must apologize I don't really know. I don't really know the difference between both of them, but uh, I will definitely search it up later. <laughs> okay, digital or traditional art? Oh, wow. Um, digital? Yeah. So, what does digital art like encompass exactly? It's just a different kind of medium, but I think like technicalities wise, it's kind of like the same. So I come from like a graphic design background, so I'm a bit more biased towards like digital stuff. Yeah. So digital got like different, there are like many, many different like facets to it. So there's like digital painting, there's graphic design, there's photography. So like, it's just, my background is in graphic design and photography. So like I'm a bit more biased to that. Yeah. Okay. Next, watercolor, acrylic, or oil paint? Acrylic. I agree. Yeah, I um yeah, I like acrylics as well. I started using them in secondary school and yeah. I think I think they're just better than watercolors. Yeah. Watercolor. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> and lastly, night owl or early bird? Night owl for sure. You never catch me up awake in the morning. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Okay, Wait, so, so today I, is a, oh so sorry. So today is like a is a, a is an inception, is it? For us yeah. as you come at eleven. <laughs> I do like wake up at nine, mentally prepare myself. I woke up, I like threw myself out of bed because I thought I woke up late. <laughs> I woke up very early. <laughs> yeah, we all okay. understand this feeling. Yeah. I think for all of us, right? Up at like eight or ten, like watching lectures. <laughs> Okay, Melody, that's all from me. Now, Mavis, she'll take you to the next part of our game. Okay. Yes. So the next part 
um, will be some rapid fire questions. It's not we're not gonna give you options. You can just say whatever that comes to your mind. So my first question would be, what's the last song you listened to? Oh, I was just listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar, Swimming Pools. Oh, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Big Days. <laughs> I like him. Um, okay, last movie you watched or last TV series that you binge watch? Binge watch? I mean, I was just yeah. watching a uh, I did watch a movie recently in the theatres. I cannot remember. Which means it wasn't that good. So, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been watching TV. I've just been watching a lot of anime. Just too much. Yeah. I see. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what's your favorite hobby besides art? Oh, you know, your, uh, besides, you know, art, painting, etc. If I had more time, I would like do more photo shoots. Like, I do photography on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I admire photographers. I try, but it never looks like the way the way I want it to look. And then I don't have time to do all the editing and everything. So all my friends who are like in the photography area, I have like a huge respect for them. It's a lot of Yeah. Um, okay, so what is your favorite food? My favorite food. Uh, yeah. Pizza? Yes. All of us are Italian food lovers. So pizza <laughs> is amazing. Um, and you know a little story. Ishani's favorite Italian food is pasta mania. No. And no. It's a very divisive topic among all of us. <laughs> that was our reaction too. <laughs> They always speak on me about this, but I actually, it's like, it's like comfort food for me. It's just, yeah, I don't know why secondary school comfort food. Oh, okay, maybe it's because I'm vegetarian. So the choices there are like really good. But yeah. otherwise, I really don't know why. Everyone thinks it's like such a crime <laughs> that I love my <laughs> Okay, so following up with favorite food, favorite drink. Favorite drink, coffee. Mm-hmm. Nice. And lastly, um, what's your favorite painting? My favorite painting, like of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Sistine Chapel uh, Last Judgment, I think, by Michelangelo. I think that's what it's called. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I, I remember because I think um, I was doing this literature book and then my teacher used that as sort of like a reference to one of the themes in the book. I can't remember what was it about because it was like in secondary school but you know I love how like art can sort of um, weave into its other fo- into like other aspects of our life like you know literature and drama and everything it's amazing and you know Yun Ting has like more questions about art for you so you can look forward to answering some of those. Right so Following up from your favorite painting, do you have a favorite artist? Favorite artist, like of all time, locally or like just any? Uh, maybe you can mention mention both, like of all times, and then maybe if you have a favorite local artist. Ah, okay, <laughs> of all time. I mean, obviously, we have to look to let's see masters, right? The art masters. So, uh, don't really have like a favorite favorite, but like a few that come to mind. Like um, 
Scott Mooney, you mentioned. Mooney, mm-hmm. Van Gogh, uh, Edward Mong, the, the guy that did the scream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, favorite artist. I think Michelangelo, like I mentioned, The Last Judgment, like he's extremely petty. I, I want to be on that level. So yeah, <laughs> definitely makes it into my list of like, favorite artists. And then locally, um, locally there are a few like artists that I have been following for many years. I mean, they're digital artists, but still artists nonetheless. Um, there's Sarah Thursday, a very like popular local illustrator. Not sure if you guys know. Uh, this is other artist within her same circle as well, Moth Hit on Instagram, and she does very like disturbing uh, imagery, and I think it's quite cool. Yeah. Oh, that's quite it's quite interesting because I think I think we've all heard about like the big masters like Monet, but we don't really hear that much about the local artists. Yeah, so it's yeah. nice to hear about some of your favorite local artists. Yeah. Um. Oh. So when you are, uh, Ria, do you have something to? Oh uh, no no! I just wanted to like add like because it's like Sarah Thursday and Morpet. I I follow both of them. <laughs> So it's like I discovered their art when I was in secondary school. Like for Sarah Thursday, I discovered more like much later. And I don't know why their art is sometimes it's like Sarah Thursday is like this very monochromatic theme and she draws a lot of inspiration for anime. And I think it's really very cool and stuff like that. And also like her art is like very gender neutral as well, which I think is like quite refreshing in the art scene. And Malphite, I don't know. It's like so disturbing, but at the same time, it's like it interests me so much. It's like intrigues me. Yeah, it's like I want to buy a t-shirt, but like I don't think I can wear that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. It's like, I bought something from Sarah Thursday before. It's like it's like support local guys, and it was so nice when it came, and she like left a little note, and I think that's like so like, I don't know like that kind of like customer in like that intimate customer experience. Like when you buy from a local artists, and I think that is so like cool and everything, especially like in the local art scene. Yeah, they're they're all very nice people. Also. Yeah. Yeah, I will I will check them out after this after this recording. <laughs> yeah. So um, like given all of these uh, favorite artists, then for you when you are painting, are there things that inspire you? So maybe you can list like three things that inspire you while you are painting. Three things that inspire me while. Um, I like painting animals. Oh. Cat, yes. Oh, but so this cute. one was by a Japanese photographer. I can't remember the name of the photographer or like the Instagram handle, but they like live on the cat island in Japan. So they they just take like pictures of like the street cats like every day. Yeah. So, I mean, animals are like animals. And um, like I said, I come from a graphic design background, right? So a lot of my stuff tends to be a bit more like illustration based. Yeah. So illustrations, uh, animals, and I like bright colors, like very cute, colorful things. Yeah. So my artwork is very suited for children. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's nice to hear. Yeah, animals. I think animals. Animals are very cute. It's very nice to see them in paintings. Cause, cause I have I have two cats, so I love cat paintings. <laughs> I, have, I have a cat at home as well. So we have oh. like a nest of my cat things that come up. Oh, that's so great. Have you seen those paintings that they have of like cats in like Renaissance costumes? 
They yeah. are so funny. I love it. <laughs> I came across like a whole Instagram account dedicated <laughs> to them. It's amazing. I love it so much. Have you have you tried painting them? No. <laughs> it's a, a bit too daunting a task for me to do. But mm-hmm. I might edit a photo. I think uh, it'll be easy. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. most of it is then they just like edit it to look like a painting. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, but they're, they're very cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, given these uh, COVID times and restrictions, is there a country that you want to go to after COVID? After COVID? Um, I would want to go to New York. So before like COVID, I was in New York for like a month. And then like, it, was, it was great. I love it. I love it. It's like a super like fast-paced city. It's like if you stop moving, you, you just die. So like... <laughs> You're like forced to like hustle, you know, you just have to keep moving. So like, I really enjoyed that like pace. Yeah. My friends are in New York as of now because they're studying art there, they're in Parsons. Oh, and so they're having gosh. a lot of fun. <laughs> and she's doing like a major in painting, right? Like oil painting. So um I see like her stuff on Instagram, it's like really cool. And I would love to go to New York as well. I just had to say it because New York is just like such an amazing city, like based on everything and some of my family is also there so you know I get really envious when I see especially when there's like um a lot of happenings especially Broadway because I come from like a theatre background so like Broadway is like a big thing and also recently um I've been online shopping at for at MoMA the Museum of Modern Art and I recently bought a skateboard that had the painting of the Japanese artist on and it's really amazing so I totally agree with your answer going to New York yeah <laughs> New York's very fun the people that are crazy yeah also yeah I also agree about New York because the only um, Italian restaurant that rivals <laughs> I remember I went um, in 2015 for New Year uh, New Year's Eve there and I think two reasons I would go back to New York is because firstly, the weather, it's so amazing. Like I love the weather there. And uh, secondly, yeah, that restaurant, it was amazing. I don't know if you've been, but it's uh, it's called Bella Vita. And oh my God, the food was like so good. And I think that's the only place that I'll admit has better food. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> shocking to hear. <laughs> yes, it's time for Eshani and Pasta Mania Slender. We need to ban, ban Pasta Mania. <laughs> yeah, every time in our episode, it comes up. Like, every time like Eshani or someone else bring up Pasta Mania, we immediately bring it Eshani. Like, you're <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah, but New York, New York is really nice. Like, I went I went there about, I think, two or three years back, and it was just so nice to be in. The, the places, the architecture, the people are also... It's, it's great. Yeah. We, we'd love to yeah. go there too. Mm-hmm. Do you have like any favorite places that you've been to when you were in New York for that whole month? Oh. Um I think I like spend quite a fair bit of time in thrift stores. Thrifting yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so I just kinda like hop from the thrift stores to thrift stores. But yeah, um, Brooklyn is very nice. I, I like Brooklyn. Yeah. And they have a lot of like vintage markets as well from what I've heard. 
which is like must be like a dream for <laughs> a lot of people who are like into like collecting antiques and doing thrift shopping and everything. Yeah, so thank you so much for sharing uh, about yourself for, to us through this game. So, yeah, it's been, it's really nice uh, finding out more about you. So hopefully our listeners also enjoyed finding out more about you. Yeah, so thank you so much, Mandy, for sharing more about yourself. Like, we hope like our games, like this, this and that and Rapid Fire help you to um, get, like help the audience to get you to know you better. So in the meantime, we'll go for a short break now. And when we are back, we'll ask uh, Melody some questions about Studio Toby as well as some hidden gems as well. So look forward to it. Goodbye. Welcome back to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS, and you're tuned into Lost and Found. So today, if you have not heard our previous talk set, we are we have invited a Melody, aka at Studio Toby, with us as our special guest today. And in previously, we also asked her some questions pertaining to art, as well as like some get to know her questions with rapid fire and uh, this and that. So after now, since we have known a little bit more about Melody, let's dive into the question, shall we? Okay. So Melody, um. Let's kick off some questions. Are you ready? Right, let's go. <laughs> okay, so I'll start off with some questions, like some general ones. So um, about Studio Toby, like since you say you and your sister started it this year in March, but what inspired you guys to open your very own art studio? Um, so my sister, Vanessa, she prior to this, she was working for a different company, doing the same thing, teaching uh, kids art. And like over time, she realized that it was a very like flawed system, flawed education system of like teaching kids art, which is like it does more harm than good because it was very limiting. Like it would be like here's an artwork, you have to follow it to the T. You can't make any changes. You want to change this red to pink? No, you can't. It has to be red. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's very limiting. It was done in a way to meet parents' expectations, but not so much to nurture the child. So that, like, didn't sit well with her. And whenever she, like, complained to me, I'm like, yeah, that's not right. Because both of us, we um, basically grew up with art. And from there, I was like, you know what? Your company treats you like shit. Treats you terribly anyway. So why don't we just, like, start our own and let's do things right. Let's focus more about, like, focus more on nurturing the child rather than making them do as we say. Yeah. Right, right. I can really understand that. I mean, because also in like schools, like the art curriculum also, it feels very restricting at times. I don't know. Like back then, I mean, I'm not the best person in art, but even I myself, like even like non-artistic person could feel like it's very restricted and you have to do like A, B, C, D. You cannot like deviate from it. So yeah, like it's definitely like Studio Toby is a very good initiative. So yeah, kudos to you guys. Yeah. I think it's like really great you let like the people explore creatively because like that's like the whole idea of art itself rather than you know mm-hmm. giving rules and guidelines. I mean every right. artist probably broke some creative rule of their own and that's how they create something unique and wonderful themselves. So I think like that's great. Like for example, Picasso who <laughs> said like rules were meant to be broken and like I think that's really great. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. Okay, but why the name is like Art Room by Studio Toby? Like, why not just Studio Toby? So, like, Studio Toby is the parent company. So, um, Art Room by Studio Toby is just like this branch because we hope to expand into like uh, different areas of Singapore as well. So, then, like, the idea is that different branches or different verticals in the business will have like a different name to it. But it's always by Studio, Studio Toby, which is like the parent company. Oh, I see, I see. Wow, that's quite cool. Yeah, because I was like a bit confused and now like hearing from your side, it's like, oh, okay, um, like there's more to come. Like looking forward. Yeah, hopefully in like the next two years, we'll, be, we'll have more than art to have another one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. So when you first started Art Room, like during the early days when you first opened, were there any like struggle or like any notable stories you'd like, you would like to share with the listeners? Yeah, quite a few actually. <laughs> so when we first started operations, okay, before we started operations, right, uh, we were doing the renovations and we were like, you know what, let's just like save costs. Let's paint the entire place ourselves. So just the two of us. And this like place has like what two or three meter high like ceiling, like walls. So just the two of us and we were like going at it for like five days straight. And we were like so sore. Like, like every every night you just go home and like knock out. It was it's really not easy. Like we painted our room before, like a few years ago, and we were like, we'll never do this again. And then we completely forgot about it. And we're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's paint our own store. And like it was just not it, uh, Yeah. And like I think even now we are kind of afraid to like stick things on the wall because we're afraid that the paint would like drop off because we yeah. didn't find the walls. <laughs> yeah. So that oh. was first struggles and then like while the renovation was going on um mm-hmm. we also like gave out flyers to the surrounding like estates mm-hmm. so between the two of us we gave out five thousand flyers door to door for for some reason we decided that we should just go door to door instead of putting it in the mailbox uh. and it was just the two of us yeah it was kind of it's kind of insane i don't know why we decided to do that so like if anybody's out there doing um putting flyers door to door like really heads off that's mad respect it's really hard work yeah <laughs> I can understand is like that hustle life in a sense <laughs> yeah it was just like the phase two heightened alert restrictions you cannot have classes and all that lah. but um, I think like TikTok really came in clutch because like, I made like a TikTok um, earlier on when we first like opened mm-hmm. and then like it went viral and then a lot of like people like came down for art jamming yeah mm-hmm. so that was the period where we couldn't like have any physical classes for children so that oh. like what from TikTok really like helped us like tight through the first two months <laughs> yeah oh. That's nice. But I think, yeah, TikTok really helps a lot of like businesses get through this period like, because of the algorithm of the FYP. It's quite cute. Because yeah, last, last week we also talked about TikTok and how it actually helps to dis- like helps people to dis- discover hidden gems. So it's really nice to hear how it has been able to help you and help connect with people. So, wow, TikTok. Really good app. And <laughs> <laughs> my respect for, to you too for doing everything on your own. <laughs> I can't imagine that hard work, especially when the walls. Yeah, oh my god, I don't think... There's so many layers to put on. 
Right. I don't think I can do it by myself. I just like give up and like never mind. Let's call someone to do it for us. Yeah. We were fools. Uh, huh? A bit too ambitious. No, oh, my no, ambition like, is like, it's like it's such a good thing in, in this context. I mean, like everything you look at now is just like all done by you and then you can have like this sense of like pride and everything. It's amazing. It's like you're surrounded in everything that you've built on your own. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like that feeling of satisfaction. Okay, yeah, but like my heart breaks every time I see like kid like spatter paint on the wall. Just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but um their creativity. <laughs> like think think of it as like maybe their creativity. I think it's the lack of motor skills, uh. not so much creativity. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Wait, but then it's like, do you get any of your friends to help you as well? Or is it only just you and your sister doing this entire mad hustle? Pretty much my sister and I. Yeah, my cousins did come and help us like a little bit here and there. Yeah, but I would say like majority, like 90% of the work was done by the two of us. Right, right. Okay, so moving on to like the next question. So like just now during the game for listeners, if you have heard like some influencers that a melody here for like local artists like Sarah Thursday and Morphead as well as um all time favorites like Michael Angelo. Wait, yeah, no, that was the painting. I'm so sorry, I'm mixing that as well. The Edward Munch, like the scream, the painter of the also famous scream painting. So like melody, one thing I want to ask you is that are these like all time favorite artists also like your artistic influencers when you do your own art? Hmm. Not really. I think my style is very different from them. But I think like the things that we can all take away from all of their artworks is that they are they come from a very um emotional place. It's really like a reflection of like their inner turmoil, especially for like um Edward Monk for for example. Like that is straight up he was in pain. La. And um I think like Sarah Thursday her artwork is also very personal. Um, yeah, she speaks a lot about her personal experiences through her art. And for Morphe, Morphe is just cool. She's super cool. But yeah, um, I'm not too sure about her influences for like, I was like, what, why she does her art that way. She doesn't really speak much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't say I exactly draw like technical like influences from them, but I like the way that they express themselves through their artwork. Yeah. Yeah, it's like art is a very good medium to like put out these feelings. And also it's also up to like the reader's interpretation sometimes to like interpret also. But I think that's really cool as well. Yeah, yeah I think it's like there's like a very beautiful connection between like the art and the artist itself. It's like you can see like the a piece of themselves in their own work. And it's like very poignant to think of it that way. And it's not just like, you know, for art, but you know, like songs and music and books as well. And I think like, it's just like the whole idea of like art being something very personal and a form of expression, something that's very like beautiful to think yeah. of it that way. It's very personal. Art is very personal, despite like, as in like, um, whatever medium it is, art comes from a very personal place. So I think that's very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So on the theme of like art being from a very personal place and sometimes like art as like themes like to express a lot of themes, then maybe would you like to ask the next set of questions? 
Yeah. So as Ria said, continuing on the idea of themes and influences, inspiration, etc. So like the studio, like the studio that you have, you have some classes and workshops that have a recurring theme of like exploration, creation. What sort of inspired these themes and these ideas that made you want to do it, do your courses in this manner? You know, so, um, especially yeah. after seeing like your sister's experiences with how the way they teach art as well. So exactly because of my sister's experience, um, we wanted to focus more on like cultivating um, a confident young artist, right? So like for our classes, we have the beginner introduction, exploration, and then creation. So beginner introduction is really just like focusing on motor skills. We have like a set artwork, but they are kind of like free to change things as and when they want. Like, for example, it could be a dog. Our painting could be like a dog in a field, but then like our kids love Among Us. So they draw like a crew member, a crewmate kind of thing. So we have a lot of like Among Us fan art because they all, they all look like Among Us. So there's that. Then like for the exploration level, um, things get a bit more tougher, like technicalities wise. Technically wise, but uh, what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> in terms of in terms of techniques, it gets more complicated. Yeah, but um, they are also free to like change things as they like, as as long as the main point of the painting is there. For example, um, for example, our kids this week they are like doing an autumn like theme painting because it's Halloween, right? So these are these are for the kids from six to eight. Yeah, so they are free to like change the grass, the vehicle, the trees, the sky. They want to add stars, they want to add a sun, whatever, you know, up to them. You can change like the carpet number to whatever they want. But the main point here is the pumpkins because it's like autumn, right? So like we are free, we are, we are glad if they want to change anything else. As long as they keep the main point of the painting there, we are fine. If they are pumpkins, they want it to be pink, then I sure go ahead, you know? They're not going to limit them, yeah. So that's like the, for like introduction level and for exploration level, um, the artwork gets tougher, but the same thing, we have like one key focus on the painting and then they're free to change anything else. As long as like the techniques used are the same, and the composition is more or less the same, uh, we're fine. So exploration, we want them to kind of like step out of the set program. We encourage them to decide what they want, like um, what is their subject matter in the painting. So they have pumpkins as the like key thing, right? But then there will normally be like one more subject and they can like change it to whatever they want. And we're fine with that. So for creation level, um, these are for the kids above 10 years old. So these kids, we want them to dictate like what they want to do in class. So yesterday we had a kid uh, at a creation level and she was like, I want to do acrylic pour. And we're like, sure, let's do acrylic pour. Let's, let's try that. We, so we got the supplies for her. They did that. And like for the creation kids, we really just want them to like come into class and tell us what they want to do and how they're going to do it. And we'll just help them, like guide them along with the execution. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea. And especially like, um, just now we were speaking about, you know, a self-expression. Like there's so much flexibility in the classes to let them put that piece of themselves in their work without having like a very strict rules and all the structures that they have to follow. I think, I think that's awesome. It's great. As a child, I would love it. Because I remember going to art classes when I was younger. If I wouldn't, if I can't draw within the lines or like if I can't follow and reproduce the art, it, 
that they would they would show I would get like a lower grade and yeah my art was graded so it was like a bit kind of like the wrong idea but I'm really glad that now kids have this such a safe space to go to whenever they go to your studio and do like the artworks which is just incredible and oh, I agree in I think I would have appreciated this kind of a thing in primary school because I think that's the age where like kids mainly start to develop like hobbies and um, things they like to do and it's not that I dislike doing art it's just that since I have I've had bad experiences with it in the past and I don't want to like so I would definitely have appreciated like um having this kind of uh you know freedom instead of uh as maybe said having to reproduce exactly what we were asked to do so I think uh yeah that's why this is like a really interesting thing for me <laughs> so as um we were talking about just now um how you know, the Studio Tovi is like the the parent company of like Art Room. So can you give us some insights as to what we can sort of expect from your studio like anytime soon? Like some sneak peek or some ideas that you're going to have in the in the future? Not anytime soon. Yeah, not anytime soon, but we definitely are looking to expand to like uh, just another branch same thing just another branch and then um, down the road uh, in a couple of years um, I know Vanessa my sister wants to have like a gallery space for local artists yeah so that's just one of the things and then yeah I mean we are hoping to expand into different verticals because like I come from a digital like art background right so I kind of do want to open like a space for like teenagers to come and like get some to learn a bit more about digital mediums yeah that sounds awesome I would love to see a gallery of all the local artists so like I would I'm really excited for that especially the digital media one as well because uh, I'm a communication student and some like graphic design is one of the things that we have to learn and I have no experience in that field at all and so I'd be very excited to sort of like upskill myself especially now when people are always saying that so like art is losing its relevance because of digitalization I think like doing art through like digital media is just like the best way to show that you know we can have like tech and everything but art still plays like a very important role in our society and how you want to represent ourselves express ourselves and deliver messages to people so I would definitely go for everything that you just mentioned and um, <laughs> and, um yeah I think you know um I think when we explore apps you know some people have some reservations so I think you know Yun Ting would have some questions for you about uh how you can sort of step out of your comfort zone and do something wonderful yeah. Yeah, actually, on the whole uh, digital art thing, I, I think it would be so great to have like a place to learn di- digital art because when I was younger, I actually explored digital art, but um, I think at that time, there was really no resources like in Singapore physically to teach people about digital art. So it was just like me and my friends just exploring online, like different art kind of uh, things. And it's just so hard to learn by yourself. So it would have really, been really great to have some kind of guidance. So I think it's really exciting. Yeah, so, um... Tumblr, like, really OG. Yeah, yeah, like, Tumblr, DeviantArt, some art forums. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think uh, you mentioned just now about how your art room art room by students to be in progressive levels for kids to learn from a lower from from maybe a more beginner skill set to more advanced skill set. And I think that's um, really important to help um, children build skills as well as build confidence. And uh, a lot of people are afraid of doing art, especially because art is something that is creative and it does require some kind of skill. So for a lot of people who aren't really good at art or they think they aren't good at art, because I think everyone has to start somewhere, so they might not be willing to try. Do you have any advice for these people? Uh, yeah, just do it. Don't think, just do <laughs> <laughs> I think like what limits people from doing art is or like we have like such a tough time doing art painting for example let's just like narrow it down to painting what makes it so difficult for people most adults is that we tend to overthink a lot so I think that's the like mental like limiter overthinking but once you get past that and you just do it I think you just have a lot of fun now. You are not a commercial artist, right? So why should you care about work is like I mean the, if you are just doing it for fun, then you should just have fun. Why stress so much? Yeah, so I think like for like leisure, like or like obese painting or like uh, I think ultimately the process is more important than yeah. you just yeah. enjoy the book. Yeah, I think, I think that's so true, especially because for, I think for a lot of us when we were growing up, we were told art is supposed to be something. So I think maybe that's why we think art should look perfect. So when we paint something out, we're like, oh, well, that's not the same as Monet's art. So why bother? <laughs> Expectations, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so during COVID times, I think a lot of people do want to try out new skills and art jamming is kind of one of the, I think, popular ones right now. So um, yeah, I personally have tried to paint at home, but I think it is quite tough. So do you have any advice for our listeners who might be thinking of art jamming at home, but don't really know where to start? Um, art jamming at home. I think, first of all, like prepare newspapers, you're going to get paint. <laughs> Like newspapers, wear an old t-shirt or get an apron. And um, in terms of like technical stuff, start with a pencil sketch. Start with a pencil sketch. And then when you're painting, you want to paint from the background, the middle ground, then to the former. So paint the background first. It'll be a lot easier then. Oh, do you have any advice for maybe how, how they should... Um like for example, when they're painting, should they be painting in their room or is it better to paint outside when there's some kind of scenery or yeah, any kind of advice in terms of where to paint? I think wherever makes you comfortable. Yeah. So like um, we do have like a uh, art jamming that we sell online uh, in our store. And um, it's like, you can just kind of bring it anywhere. We've tried like painting at home, we've tried painting like on a picnic, and it's all like, it's all, it's a different vibe, but it's still fun. It's like, I think um, it being outdoors inspires you more. Okay. Not outdoors, but if you're comfortable at home, you want to have a toilet, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think reference, yeah. Hey, okay, well. Yeah, so I guess it's about finding where you're comfortable with, right? <laughs> yeah. Then, um, for example, like, in terms of 
art mediums because um, maybe after people start with pencil sketch then do you have any recommendations in terms of whether they should do like watercolour or acrylic or oil painting? Oil, um, if you're doing it for hobby or like just for funsies, don't do it. Because firstly, secondly, um, the fumes, like it smells. And thirdly, it takes like very, it takes a very long time to dry. So just don't do oil unless you're getting paid to do it. Um, but just for funsies, then like um, acrylic, I think acrylic is like more forgiving than watercolor. But the thing about acrylic is I don't know when to stop. So most people don't know when to stop. They just like end up like being super cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you just have to know when to stop. Yeah. But watercolor is, there are different watercolor techniques. So there's like wet on dry, wet on wet. So um, most of the Pinteresty watercolor things that you see are wet on wet. And that might be a bit harder to like achieve or to understand but if you're just doing it like um, wet on dry then that's fine I think it's very much like a marker oh yeah I think watercolour always looks very hard just cause there's so much wetness yeah, thanks, thanks so much for sharing. So right now I think Ishan is gonna talk uh, with you a bit more about Singapore's art scenes Hi so, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just I wanted to ask about the art scene that we have currently in Singapore because, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I want to know about it and I want to know about your opinions on it as well. So, firstly, I want to know, do you, uh, do you happen to know any hidden gems in Singapore uh, which are, like, art-related? So, any place that is literally, like, a work of art in your eyes, yeah. Uh, hidden. Uh. There's this really like low key microbrewery in Ubi. I think it's called like Pink Blossoms Brewery or something. So it's a very simple space. It's not very big, but then they have like um on their walls they put up like paintings or like, artworks by local artists, and you can just like buy it off like the wall if you want. I think it's quite cute. Like it's a very like it's a very nice initiative like you provide a space to our local artists and they don't charge the artists at all so like the artists can just put their work there and if they get sold the artists get paid that's all yeah so I think it's, it's a very nice like gesture just providing mm. a space for local artists yeah another like um, cafe that like features local art is uh, Cafe Neko no Niwa it's a cat cafe in Boat Key so yeah they are quite like they have like very close ties with local illustrators and artists. And uh, once in a while, they would put up like works done by them. Yeah, to either be like sold off for like charity or just to like let the artists like have that space to exhibit their work. Yeah, and those are just very cute like gestures, very nice, genuine initiatives. Yeah. I think that's really good to hear because uh, personally, like, from like when I'm looking at uh information and you know at places to visit, these don't like naturally just pop up on Google or something, you know. When when I say, oh, places I should go, I'm gonna be recommended like Resorts for Sendosa and all that. But uh I think it's also good to know these kind of like underrated places, especially if someone is a novice art 
lover or you know someone who wants to know more about art then I guess this is a good place to start and also finding out about local talents to support local artists as well the next um, view I want right is what do you think of the current art scene in Singapore uh, as it is right now I think like the art scene in Singapore there are many many facets to it and like it depends on how we want to define it but I think like in general the art scene is growing very slowly but it is growing um okay I wouldn't say the art scene but like rather the support for the art scene is growing although it's very slow but it is growing people are more open to supporting the arts but like in terms of like whether our in terms of our artists like all the across all the different mediums we've always had very good like talents but because there are no like or very limited opportunities and financial support in Singapore, we kind of experience a brain drain where such mm-hmm. talents go overseas instead of stay in Singapore. Because in, when you're overseas, greener pastures, you know, better opportunities and such. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I agree. I've seen, uh, and this is not just in terms of art. So you can see generally also people are becoming more uh, slowly, but they are definitely becoming more like open-minded and welcoming towards, uh, towards newer uh, opinions and works as well so I think uh, definitely there is while there is still I guess a room for uh, you know continued improvement in terms of like support for the local art scene I've seen that it's definitely an issue that more people are paying attention to now so and in that vein <laughs> I want to know like what, what do you think uh, the, about the local art scene in five or ten years time I think five years is still very soon. Um, It's probably not much is going to change in five years. Things might get a bit better, but it's pretty much going to be the same. But hopefully in 10 years, um, things would change. Because in 10 years, you'll be my students who will be the emerging artists, (laughs) the next generation. And I I really would hope to see that Singapore changes by then to be more accepting and to be more supportive of local artists. I think the problem with... Um, the support for the art it's not exactly the art scene but like the the problem why our art scene is struggling or not doing as well as other countries is because um, I think it's just a flaw in the system because let's just look at our BTO prices they're already so high people can't afford art like no art is just like no Maslow's hierarchy of like whatever Whatever that's called. Needs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Called? The hierarchy of needs. Uh, the muscle hierarchy of needs. <laughs> yeah, like, art is like, what, self-fulfillment, right? So that's like the top tier. But like, if people are really struggling to pay for like, their house, I don't think they will think about paying for art. And, yeah, in terms of like, fine art, they are going to be, art is going to like, in terms of fine art, to buy an art piece is like, going to be expensive because you have to, your artists put in like months, maybe even years of work, your materials, your space, the cost of living. So like like one piece, you can't just sell it for like $300. You have to sell it for like a lot more. And that amount is not something that Singaporeans are willing to pay for. Maybe the super rich will be willing to pay for, but I would say most are not because we just can't afford it. Yeah. So like the problem, I think, um, with our art scene is that we don't have enough... Um, 
financial, like most Singaporeans don't have the financial like capabilities to support the arts scene. It's not that they don't want to support it, it's that they just can't. Yeah, so hopefully in like 10 years or so with the government being more open to art already, I mean, they are slowly opening up already to like to be more receptive of like art, but like hopefully by then um, things with the government showing like clear support and then hopefully people can afford to pay for art and hopefully the scene will be better in like 10 years. I would really hope to see that my students um, do pursue art if they really, really like it. Yeah, but I think a lot of them are kind of just like stumped by the, you know, they always say like, oh, art cannot earn. You know, you don't earn money from art. So a lot of Maybe once they hit a certain age, they'll be like, they'll realize that I can't survive off this and they will stop. And I think that would be very sad. Like, I would want them to continue pursuing art if they do really like it. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, in 10 years, question. hopefully in 10 years, everything will be... <laughs> uh, yeah. People will be more supportive. People will be willing to spend more money. Government can, I don't know, open up more jobs for like artists or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that is definitely very um true because I also have a friend, like she's an artist as well, like really talented one. And like back then when we were in secondary school, considering like, our poly options, like after graduation, like, my friend was really like stuck at the crossroads between like a design course or business course because of the fact that me, that notion that art you can't survive in Singapore and stuff like that. So we were telling her just pursue what you want to do, which is like art. But then she said, no, business is like practical and like stuff like that. It was really like a really big dilemma for her. And she ended up choosing business in the end because of, she said like, oh, is that practicality? Because yeah, that notion that you can't survive with art in Singapore and that whole mindset, I guess. But now she's a lot happier. I mean, like after graduation, she has also like started to pursue art on the side as well. And like throughout her entire poly year, she was also pursuing like art as a side project. Like she'll draw art when she's free. And like because her course is business, so she got to specialize in marketing and like marketing, like you get to like do a bit of like creative input in a way. So yeah, like she got to express her art in that way, in that sense. And also like, yeah, like also be able to like earn money, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but yeah, it's like, she still find a way to like express herself through art, even though like she was forced, like kind of like prompted to take this like more conventional route. Yeah. So I really, yeah, I really hope that Singapore, like yeah, we open more jobs and like there'll be more support for the art scene in 10 years time. Like, Let's cross our fingers. Yeah, I think there's also like a very big debate about, you know, being pragmatic and following your passion. And you know, art is like, if you're interested in art, it's always like seen as like a passion thing and not, you know, practical to pursue. But I think like with all the support, I think hopefully people will like open their minds up to like the possibilities of like having more art spaces and, you know, more support for people in the art scene and so that they can, you know, expand their um well expand all their works into like into like various spaces and uh have more projects that come up for them and about also about the thing about buying art i like totally agree with you like my dad he likes to collect art but it didn't come into like it didn't come into like um a thing it wasn't a thing when we were younger because he was like he he's first his main thing was like you know provide for a family but like now that we're a lot older like he it, it took quite a, a very, very long time for him to finally get into, like, 
that period of like collecting art and stuff. So like, yeah, I totally get what you mean. It's, yeah. it, takes, it takes like a long time. It's not a priority to most people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think in, you know, how you express the hope that, you know, your students can also uh, be the artists of the next generation. I think that it's definitely a possibility because there is a rising, uh, a rising support for artists. And hopefully within the next 10 years, there will also be a shift in mindsets uh, considering like, you know, head versus heart, pragmatic versus not pragmatic. You know, maybe people will start to, uh, okay, a slim hope, yeah, but uh, slowly, I guess people will start to see that uh, it's not about <laughs> the, I guess they'll start to see that it's worth it to pay more attention to art. And I think with that, I'd like to, yeah, uh, wrap up our questions. And thank you so much for all your answers, as well as your useful advice and input for any budding artists who might be listening in. And yeah, so uh, thank you for your <laughs> interesting answers. Thank you for having me today. I hope I answered all your questions. I might have blabbed on for a bit and not answer a question, but <laughs> no, we love so hearing curious. you. Yeah, yeah. We love hearing for everything. Feel more cultured now. <laughs> yeah, we learn a bit more about art through this conversation today. So yeah, for today's episode, we talked with Melody about everything and anything about her life, her inspiration in art, her own studio, how it came about, as well as some little anecdotes as well, along with the um, art scene, some insights and opinions on it. So thank you so much, Melody, for coming on to Lost and Found Game. We are so thankful and glad to have you on our show. So for the listeners, if you are interested in art jamming or want to consider checking out art jamming in person or online, especially in person, maybe you can consider checking out Studio Toby when the restrictions ease. So hopefully soon. So in the meantime, you can check out her e-commerce store and her Instagram at Studio Toby. And also just now Melody mentioned some local artists, Sarah Thursday and Morphhead can also check them out as well because we want to like cultivate a support, more support for the Singapore art scene. So maybe we can kickstart that with some like support for our art, for our local artists here and there. So for Melody, just now you said some parting words and do not worry, your blabbing is, we love listening to you talking about art, even is not blabbing at all. We absolutely love it. Thank you. Yeah. So for listeners, thank you for listening to Lost and Found and tuning in. We hope to see you next time. And until then, this is Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. So thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.